Thanks for joining us today for our Freedom Podcast. We are excited to grow with you. Today, you will hear a message from the life-changing Word of God. We hope this podcast adds value to your everyday life. If you want to find out more about this ministry, visit our website at wearefreedomlife.com. Welcome to Freedom. some wonderful people getting baptized just to name a few you guys can be seated and one of the things about this baptism Sunday that's really amazing is we have the opportunity to declare that God is our savior and I want you to understand something that no matter where you are in your walk of life I want you to know something God sees you and I like how in the Psalms it tells us, and this is Psalm 139, and there's two versions that I wanted to read to you here this morning. And I, I'm not going to preach terribly long. I have just a few thoughts I want to share with you. But this thought of you see me, it's, a, it's allowing the truth that no matter where we are, broken or victorious, God sees you. Right? And I like how the psalmist said it in, in Psalm 139. He said this, your eyes saw me, this is the Christian Standard Bible, says this, your eyes saw me when I was formless, all my days were written in your book and planned before a single one of them began. Did you hear that? That God saw everything in your life before it even began. How important is it for us to know that God sees everything before it happens in our lives? He saw you. Another version, the uh, New International, the NIV version says, All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them ever came to be. Isn't that a good? I mean, both. The idea is the same, but just worded differently. Just some of those things. All the days of my life were ordained by God and they were written in his book you were important enough for God to write all your days in his book he said this day I'm going to do this in your life so he's preparing you days weeks and months before that day, so that when that day comes, you don't miss it. Amen. He's preparing you, putting you in the scope, deeper levels of faith, injecting you with hope so that you have greater faith. You know what I learned recently? That hope, hope is a vitamin that allows you to see extravagant faith happen right in front of you. Hope is a vitamin that allows you to access blessings that fear will never know. That a fearful person will never experience. Hope holds on 
when fear lets go. That's the essence of hope, isn't it? Hope says there's more, so I got to hold on. Fear says let go or something bad might happen. Dangerous faith is faithful faith. Okay, I'm going to just close in prayer because some of you are looking at me like that's too much to take on, Pastor. <laughs> I see in some of your face like what just happened? But God is looking at us for the understanding that if I could just be a little dangerous in my faith, a little more dangerous, if I could just hang in there just a little longer, God's saying, you know what, well, I just need you to do just hang in just a little longer. Just a little longer. Hope pleads when fear leaves. I'm talking to somebody this morning. I know that because half that stuff wasn't in my notes. It's just sitting in my heart. You see me. Crazy things happen around us. And then God puts another crazy person that believes crazy more than you could ever. And you're like, am I crazy or is that person crazy? You ever were around someone that believes a lot more than you and you're like, I don't know. That seems like a far stretch. And then when it happens, you're like, hmm, you may be on to something. <laughs> yeah? That's the kind of person I want to get around. Amen. If you hang around your whole life with doubters and you tend to be a doubter, guess what you'll become? Oh, I doubt it. Right? That will be your motto. I doubt it. I doubt it. You know what that does? It wrecks hope. It wrecks faith. Because fear is never meant for the children of God. Now, the fear of the Lord is different. That's not even in the same ballpark. Let's not even get there. That's not what that means. So like, Pastor Tony, you got that wrong. I read the scripture. It says fear the Lord. That's not the same. Not even close. But the fear that debilitates someone is someone that lets go of possibility. But he sees you. He sees you. So let's turn to Psalm 139. Psalm 139. I promise you there's something here for someone in this room. Someone, someone online right now, I need you to put down your phone, your iPad, your tablet, Grab your Bible and turn to 139 right now. Psalm 1. I want everyone in the house. Tip, tap, or turn in one way or another. Tip, tap, or turn to Psalm 139. Here it is. You have searched me, Lord, and you know me. You know when I sit down and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my laying down. You are familiar with all my ways. I didn't put it on the screen specifically, so you can either hear it or read it yourself. Before a word is on my tongue, you, Lord, know it 
completely. I want to tell you, number one, here's a thought. Ready? God knows. God knows. He doesn't just know you. He knows your circumstance. He knows your situation. And you say, well, if God knows, then I don't have to pray. You missed the whole idea right now. You just, boom. God. You missed it then. The fact that God knows allows him to understand yet your delivery is just the shape of what your heart and the condition of your heart. He knows already. You ever had someone tell you something you already know and you have one of two things you can do? You can say, yeah, I know. So they can stop their story because you know it's going to be long. Some of you laughing know exactly what I'm talking about, right? Because you know it's going to be a long story, but they told you, and you're like, oh, God, I want to hear it again. Right? Or you can do what they call ride the wave. Right? And just go, really? And just listen to the whole story again. What's interesting is if you know something, and this is for the parents in the house, you kind of know what I'm talking about. When you know something that your kid did, and they don't know that you know, some of you are either the parent or the kid, and some of you are both. And you, they come up to you and they're like, mom or dad or whoever, Mima, Nina, Nana, Mama, Momo, whatever version of grandma, grandpa you want to roll with, that's cool. I did this. I have, or they usually started with something subtle like, I have something to tell you. Right? And you're like, I know it's about to happen. I broke this, or I did this. And you have a choice of what you're going to do there. You know, when you pray to our Father God, he already knows what's on your heart. It's how you approach it that changes everything, right? Because they can come to me and be like, listen, um, I got something to tell you. You got a minute? I broke your vase. It deserved it. It was ugly anyway. <laughs> right? That's option one. <laughs> That's approach one. If you're a child listening right now, don't do this one. Don't go that route, right? Option two is like, I have something to tell you. It's really important. I was playing around, and I wasn't paying attention, and by mistake, I tapped it over. I'm really, really sorry. I broke the vase, da-da-da-da. And then you would go, thank you for telling me. You knew it, but the way they came to you changes everything. Now, which one are you most likely to approach differently? Like, are you, you going to look at the first one and go, Oh, that's so nice. Yeah, it was ugly. Thank you for breaking it for me. I didn't like it either. But probably the second one's the better route, right, Dia? Is that the better one? Yeah? Dia's like, oh, don't call me out. Don't call me out. Right? Something happened, right? And you, you could look at it two different ways. But the father stands there going, I already knew. But how are you going to approach me? I want to tell you something. God knows. But if you go to him and say, Father... I know you know this, but I need to tell you, I'm sorry. I've been acting a certain kind of way, and I repent of that way, and I'm genuinely sorry. God already knows. Amen? That's important to know. You search my heart, and you know me, right? Let's look at number two. 
And number two is God dwells. God dwells. Verses 5 through 12 reads like this. You hem me in behind and before, and you lay down your hand upon me, and you lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to attain. Where can I go from your spirit, and where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise up on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me and the light becomes night around me, even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like the day, for darkness is as light to you. Come on, there's so much there, isn't it? If I go anywhere, God, you are there because God dwells among his people. You want to know where God is? Just check where your feet are. Because everywhere you step your foot, the God that rests in you is available to you. Let me ask you a question. Why can you pray anywhere and God will listen to you? Because God is, say it with me, omnipresent everywhere. Right? Why? He dwells. He is. And he will always be. And so no matter what your circumstance look like, guess what? He's there. See? That's just God's heaven. That's heaven's amen right there. I'll accept it. Heaven's amen. The darkness can't hide when the light abides. There's never been a time where I... <laughs> Where I've been in the dark and I turned the light on and the light went halfway and didn't light the rest of the room. Like it didn't stop mid-flight. That would be ridiculous and you'd be like, what is happening? Why? Because light doesn't stop. It continues. No matter how dim. Maybe it's not as bright, but it continues. Right? It continues to go until it is no more. But. Darkness doesn't go, ah, no, you can't light here. Light is, just like God is. So people could deny that God exists. People could deny that God is there for you. God is here. God is there. People could deny that, but when the light shines, darkness can't hide. And guess who's shining? Come on, somebody. We got, we got seven people that will be shining their lights today. Right? They'll be saying, I have decided to follow Jesus because God dwells. And the promise that we have is that no matter where I go, he's with me. If I go to the highest of heights and the deepest of depths, he is there. Why? Because God dwells. He is omnipresent, which means he is everywhere. You with me? Is this good? Hope, hope has to cling to something, right? Hope has to cling to the understanding that he is on us. He sees us. He's on us. He believes us. Oh, well, probably more accurately, he believes in us. 
Because if you accepted Jesus, you have the Holy Spirit in you. And because you have the Holy Spirit in you, he believes in us. That's how come when we don't know what to pray, the Holy Spirit will pray for us. Because he believes in us. Oh, that's good, Pastor Tony. Thank you, Tony. Number three. And here's a thought. You ready? This may be a shocker to some of you, but God creates. God creates. Now you say, what do you mean that's a shocker? Guess what? There are some people that actually think that this world happened. Bang! Beauty and the bang. Imagine taking apart a Rolex, piece by piece, and laying it on a table. Every single piece taken apart. And then grabbing a little satchel and just taking that, every piece of that, every single screw, every single piece of metal, and every single piece of that Rolex, $10,000, $30,000 watch, maybe more. Just put that in that little satchel. Seal it up, shake it really good, and bang, open it up, and there's a full functioning Rolex watch. Wow. How many of you think Pastor Tony lost his mind? You raised your hand way too fast, Jim, way too fast. I was talking about the story just now, not anything before the story. <laughs> You would think I'm crazy if I told you I put all those items in a satchel, I shook it, I pulled out a functioning, put together, complete, in its entirety, Rolex watch that was tick, 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 functioning as normal. You would say, you're crazy. That just can't happen. I'm sorry. I looked around, and it is crazy to think that somehow this world, as it stands, somehow came out of thin air. God creates. God creates. Verse 13, more specifically, for you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. God, God created you. He made you. He knit you together in the womb. Guess what? You were a you in the womb. You were a you in the womb. That's why we stand for life. You were you in the womb. God knew you. In the womb, he knew you. Not a glove, not a, not a, a, what's a blubber, not a cell. He knew you. You were a person. You were so, he knew you in the womb. You were not a mistake and you never were. No matter what man says, no matter what man does, you were you in the womb. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I pray, I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. You ever looked in the mirror and said, God, your works are wonderful? <laughs> I never have. I'm just wondering if anybody else has. I'm just wondering if maybe just... <laughs> Your works are wonderful. 
sorry. That was a side note. That, that's a rabbit trail. I'll come back. I'll come back. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. Before one single day happened, God saw you and he saw it happen. How many are grateful that we're not doing baptism outdoors right now? I can see it all over your face right now. I'm trying to stay focused, but some of you are like. So I thought I'd just address the rain elephant in the room. But in seriousness, let me wrap this up with this thought here. When we look at God and we see that, give me that last slide that you just had up there just a moment. When you, when you look at these three thoughts, I need you to look at that for a moment. Everyone, look at it. Look at the slide up on the screen. And I need you to understand, because God knows, because God dwells, because God creates, what makes you think he has not paid attention to your prayer? Because it's very easy for us to look at this and go, God, have you heard me? God, do you know what I'm going through? And I want you to know, yes, God knows. If you're wondering, God, you know, I feel so alone. Are you with me? I want to say yes, because God dwells. If you sit around going, do I have purpose? I want you to know yes, because God creates. And what God creates always has purpose. I need you to hear me. And I need you to hear that in its fullness. No matter who you are, where you come from, what your situation is like. If you're the shyest of the shy, the most, the most extroverted. Where you're the, the most richest, to you're the poorest. To you're the tallest and the shortest. To you're the, what, it does not matter what background, religion, or everyone was created by the hand of God. And God wants to draw them to him. So if you find yourself in a moment right now where you're saying, does God see me? I want to tell you, thank you, God, that you see me. You see me. You see. No matter where I search, no matter where I go, I can't run from your presence because you see me. He knows. He dwells. He creates. That's the God we serve. Amen.